a dog story by anonymous printed in cassell's family magazine eighteen eighty four this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. this recording is by michelle fry baton rouge louisiana in september two thousand twenty a dog story mr severne's marvellous story in the july number all the more marvellous as he vouches for the truth of the story reminds me of a very touching instance of the love of animals in the lower grade of creation for man a love strong as death testified by as tragical an ending as that of the poor boa constrictor cleopatra mine too is a true story and as i am long and well known to the editor of cassell's magazine my name which i give him will be a voucher for my veracity when i was a boy more than half a century ago living with my parents in a remote part of the country we had a very remarkable carriage dog the first of his kind imported into that part of the world though the breed is now common enough one of those dogs speckled all over with black spots on a white ground and then called dalmatian boarhounds nelson was large strong muscular and deep-chested surly and unsocial in his habits verging on the misanthropical an unusual quality in dogs save to the favoured few whom he honoured with his friendship to these he was as true as steel faithful and fond though not demonstratively so like those fawning dogs that are perpetually jumping upon you soiling your clothes and slavering on your hands he was decidedly a canine character an oddity of a dog grave and taciturn rarely giving vocal expression to his feelings save when irritated and then his growl his bark and above all his bite were to be dreaded as many a frightened boy and tattered garment testified for he hated beggars like a parish beetle and treated ragged peasants with aristocratic hauteur many a time have i seen the workmen as they passed him at a respectful distance take off their hats to him for the coachman who was a wag in his way told the simple peasants that by so doing they would be sure to avert his animosity he disliked his own race as cordially as he did that of men and rarely approached other dogs except in a combative spirit and few of his species came off victorious in an encounter to complete his physique i have only to add that he had one wall eye white and glaring which gave a special ferocity to his countenance so that one might say of him as launce said of his dog crab i think he is the sourest natured dog that lives he was a dog too of marvellous adroitness i taught him to walk up a ladder placed at a rather steep inclination into a hayloft over the coach-house and down again which was a more difficult feat it was an amusing sight to see the gaping rustics watching this performance especially as he descended with an increasing velocity till he reached the third lowest rung from which he sprang to the ground and he had other accomplishments he would ride one of the carriage horses when taken out to exercise sitting on his back like a monkey on a bear the coachman riding the other how well i remember it as if it were but yesterday those two noble bay horses peer and andrew walking slowly along the road with their dissimilar riders 
the horses took kindly to their dog-groom for they loved him and he loved them so that this equino-canine affection was ludicrously touching they spent their lives together they and the coachman they were rarely separated for he went with the coachman when he walked or rode and ran after the carriage when he drove and now comes the tragic part of my story it happened one summer that my father and mother went to the metropolis a rare event with them and took the carriage and the horses the dog my father would not take so he was locked into the stable when they left and i and my brother alone of the family remained behind when nelson was liberated some hour or so after the party had gone he was in a state of great distress and perplexity he rushed about in every direction seeking his companions in vain he did not howl or whine but bore his grief in silence at last he went into the coachman's bedroom and poking out a pair of his old shoes from under his bed lay down beside them expecting no doubt that the man would return and look for his shoes from this spot he rarely moved with each day his misery increased after a time he refused all food and moped about sad and stupid so that it was most affecting to look at him no one ventured to soothe or caress him for we began to fear that he might be falling into a state of melancholy madness and that it would not be safe to meddle with him all we could do was to leave food and water near him and so he went on day by day moping and pining growing weaker and weaker till he scarcely stirred from the room it was nearly a week later as well as i remember when my father and mother returned late in the evening the sound of the carriage wheels and the tramp of the horses as they entered the stable-yard was audible enough and reached the ears of poor nelson he rose staggered into the yard and over to the coachman who had come down from the coach-box then licking his hand as the man stooped down to caress him he uttered a faint cry and fell down at his feet he was dead need i say how we all mourned over poor nelson how we forgot his strange and surly ways in this touching exhibition of love and fidelity we buried him as reverently as byron buried his dog though we wrote no misanthropic epitaph over his grave but i have moralized over his life and death assuredly the dog is one of the greatest blessings in animal life that god has given to man it is i believe the only creature that prefers man to its own species loving him with a love that is utterly unselfish a love that neglect will not weaken that chastisement will not destroy yet strange to say many nations have held the dog in contempt if not in detestation with the jews and other asiatic nations the name of dog was a term of reproach is thy servant a dog said hazael to elijah and the most offensive expression that could be used was to compare a man to a dead dog this no doubt arose partly from the fact that dogs were considered unclean and partly from their habits when left wild and undomesticated but we have learned better things and have found that the domesticated dog is the noblest of creatures the most loyal of servants the most inalienable of friends were i to choose a crest to my arms i would take the dog as stern did the starling and say with him let the herald's officers twist his neck if they dare and this article is signed w